spoken name. He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was her usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Kobo, Waterstones and many, many other Hi guys, it's Andy N. Thanks today for downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006. And currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken label full stop bandcamp.com. It is a free download or free stream in there. But obviously, if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way, it'd be eternally grateful to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment, etc. Enjoy. Speak to you soon. Bye bye. Spoken label. Hi guys, Andy and Spoken label back in the house again. Back on Zoom again this morning as well. And I've got another poet with me of course now the young lady i'm chatting to we were i first came over with a young lady about four years ago now right on the outside beginning of the sport and it's just took a while to get her to get things our uh, timelines configured so lady in question is natalie now natalie natalie crick do you want to introduce yourself to them who you are and where obviously tell a bit about your background obviously like and where you're living now and where you're originally from and where you're writing originally came from yeah so um so i've lived around the northeast kind of most of my life really um so i started off i sort of grew up in like sunderland kind of area and then i moved through to newcastle to start at university where i was an undergraduate so that was quite a while ago in 2008 and then i studied for a master's at the same university which was newcastle um, I started my master's in 2017 and I graduated last Christmas um, and I started to really enjoy kind of writing the poems um, more when I started university the first time I sort of was able to connect with more creative people and I sort of started to get inspired by the kind of friends who I met who sort of enjoyed writing poetry as well um, and then I sort of started to find out that there were places where I could send my poems, like journals and magazines. So I started trying to send my poems out and I had a lot of rejections and I had some things taken. So, yes, so it started there, really. Yeah, brilliant. Now, obviously, like, obviously in relation to your work self, and obviously like, cause I can relate to this because... When I, I, I did my degree originally some, some years ago. Sorry about this, I've got things beeping in the background here. Right. Um, so it's typical this. You come online to a podcast and people start pinging you over this. <laughs> right. Okay, I should stop it now. Right, okay, yeah. I know in my case, when I started stopped writing originally, I had some part of George writing when I was a kid, really. And I went to university quite late, on was 27. And that's when the bug really hit me afterwards when you start, you start connecting with work creative people don't you and I think it, when yeah. you get like that if it really gets you you know it's for the rest of your life really isn't it so that's yeah. why yeah, yeah certainly I like it and I can see obviously looking at your, obviously your, your Facebook profile 
on self, etc. Like you've, you've, everyone look research you online. You can find out how many things you've had published. Like you've had a lot of stuff published past few years, so it's incredible. Like, yeah, like media, um, you're all submitting, aren't you? So. Yeah, like, um, so I kind of, I have had a lot of things maybe published over the years. I kind of started off just in quite small kind of blogs and things. And um, and now I have kind of tried to move into things in print. And um, and I've had a few things kind of shortlisted in like various competitions, like the um, Hippocrates Prize for Health and the Myslexia Prize in 2018. And um, and I read at the Verve um, Poetry Festival as well when I got my poem commended in the Verve Poetry Prize this year, which was nice too. So. But do you think your work's changed much over the past couple of years and with you getting so much stuff accepted? So obviously like it's, you're often looking at things in different ways, aren't you? Because your writing is very analytical. I think I can see that as where you are as a person. It's like you, you'll be finding all the time you're developing and changing, won't you? Looking how to improve yourself. Yeah, like, um, I think for me, maybe trying to join in more like writing workshops has helped me to get more sort of structure to my poems and make them more kind of technically sound maybe than they were when I was younger. I am sort of changing my style maybe more to more of a refined style than how I was when I was younger and I was just like writing about things I was interested in without sort of any real structure to the pieces but now they're sort of turning into more of a refined thing maybe I think they are because when you, when you I'm always a firm believer with that you need education and writing it's not the case of like it's, I know people that are brilliant writers they've not they've not gone down the educational route but I think it's something that's good if you study the stuff just to see how people work on it and that's what you've yeah, done haven't yeah. you so and I can yeah like yeah have you found any writers that really stood out to you then when you do your degree and your, and your masters? Any writers that you really liked that haven't stayed with you? Yeah, like um, I think maybe the staff at the university who are my tutors, I kind of maybe hadn't read a lot of their work and kind of prior to joining the uni, like um, maybe Tara Bergen's work. I really, really love her poems. Um, and, um, and obviously Bill Herbert. Uh, work I like really enjoy um Sean O'Brien's poems and then um and then also like students who are in the classes with me who are my friends there are like amazing like writers there as well who are who are starting to send out to journals like me and just sort of trying to like emerge a little bit I think you do is when you're doing the, the math what you've done there in your education you were other writers and you're egging each other on aren't you whether you subconscious yeah, yeah. now anybody doesn't know your work and um, is there any sort of reoccurring themes that crop up in this do you think yeah like so most of my poems are fairly dark there's no sort of that's true kind of <laughs> light-hearted like humorous ones in there but um i suppose the recurring themes are maybe health um maybe death as well some sort of fairy tale, quite surreal poems in there as well. Um, I've written a bit about grief, relationships, that kind of thing. There's not really anything happy in there, to be honest. You like me and that, because like, I'm one of the most <laughs> serious writers you can ever hope to meet, but they're one of the most unserious people you can ever hope to meet, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
I think you're the yeah, same. Like, you're sort of level, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I am quite like I'm not like a dark person to hang around with. I'm not like really like a morbid kind of character, but I do have like really sort of dark poems. <laughs> hey ho, is what it is, isn't it? Now I know obviously yeah. you've been you've been doing, you've done some readings, haven't you? So have you have you done lots of reading over the years? Have you? Or have you been more more the page side? I think I have been a lot more on the page side, but um, so I read at the Newcastle Poetry Festival for two years running on um, in 2018, 2019. And I think reading at that sort of helped me to get to be more of a confident reader. So I started to read in sort of local poetry readings around the Northeast. Um, so like things like Steve Irwin's Poetry Jam um which is like a monthly night so i've read it that and um just like various sort of bars and pubs things like that um yeah now same for me because i'm a believer in like in that sort of thing where i don't go like go along with the high pressure list there's some of the ridiculous pressure you put yourself under with them but i think i'm quite there's i go to four a month now with my partner and uh, we call yeah, one, yeah. one of them so it's like <laughs> that one we, then another one we go to is in an art gallery and it's Different vibes everywhere you go sometimes. And I think yeah, I like meeting, mm -hmm. I like meeting writers and sort of really. So. <laughs> yeah, like I think it's the kind of place where you can make friends and you can make um connections with people, which is occasionally like even nicer than the actual like readings. It's like it is just nice to make new friends and to share your work and to hear other people's work and to sort of connect with people. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Now, obviously, I want to ask you about your online magazine that you're running, Fragmented Voices. Now, where did the idea for this come from? Yeah, so um, so Fragmented Voices is run by myself and my friend, Natalie Nira, who lives in Prague. And, um, and at the moment, it is like an online journal, but we also have a call out for Love Poems, which is going to be a print anthology. And it's meant to just try to showcase maybe voices which might not normally be heard, like um, maybe writers who write in various languages, who maybe write predominantly translations, or maybe writers who haven't really had a lot of things published. So we try to encourage people who are maybe more of a diverse writer to send us their poems, and also prose and also artwork, which we publish online. And then we're going to publish our Love Poems anthology um, later this year as well. Fingers crossed you then. So I know I've been following your magazine and I've not submitted anything across yet because I tend to sometimes forget things. You, you're not. Oh, you'll have to yeah. submit to us. <laughs> I'll get that. I get everything sometimes. But yeah, certainly you, you do seem to have a very wide range of material, I guess, published in your journal. And it also, I said, it shows some like, obviously, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know the truth was going to get, but it's shown that you both got very, very wide ranging reading tastes and everything like that. So, what exactly do you find when you set this magazine up trying to pair with? Was that what you're looking for, trying to get as much wide range material and you could can then really? Yeah, like really trying to get a wide range and also from like maybe writers' personalities and like their own interests as well. So, like, we try to get like, maybe writers who are really into spoken word and then maybe more sort of established writers who are like a page poet and then we've had like photography submissions 
kind of a really wide range of like paintings and um, creative essays as well so yeah we try to get like less traditional stuff maybe I watch it works with a monument because I recommend everybody to watch check it out definitely so now obviously going forward for yourself and I was like this word going forward where would you like your writing to take you next then? do you have any sort of ideas or plans um, so I'm probably um, trying to put a pamphlet together, my first full length pamphlet. So I'm like maybe trying to get all of the poems that I've written together to try to put them into some kind of order and, um, and then like maybe try and think of a pamphlet. Um, I'm working on a writing residency at Newcastle University at the moment as well. And I'm like writing poems based on health. So I'm um, trying to maybe write more about health and try to see what kind of a direction that can take me. Yeah, yeah definitely that one. So yeah, good luck with it, definitely. So do you, when your pamphlet's done then, do you think, are you going to be looking for a publisher for this or do you reckon you're trying to publish it yourself? Um, I would probably be looking for a publisher. Um, so there are lots of different publishers out there, which I love. So I'd... Um, I'd have to try to see who would like to have it. Yes. So, um, <laughs> I don't know, I trying to get the right one that fits your voice and it, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, good luck with it, definitely so. Okay, if people want to find out more about you, Natalie, where are the best going? Um, so, um, I hadn't heard the question, sorry. Oh, sorry, okay. Sorry, <laughs> my laptop's playing for it today. If no people way. want to find out more about you, Natalie, where are the best going? Um, so probably I have a Twitter page. Um, I have an Instagram page, Facebook. And then maybe just if people were to search for my name, maybe on Google, um, kind of all sorts of my poems come up in the search engine. Um, I have um, my own page on the Newcastle University website, which explains a bit about the research that I'm doing at the moment at the university. Um, my research about sort of trauma, things like that. So, um, so yeah, I think probably the internet is a pretty good place. And then some of my journals are sold in various outlets as well, if you wanted like an individual magazine, things like that. I'll speak to your bike about that one. Okay, that's brilliant. Okay, what we'll then do is that's all my questions, anyone, Natalie. So we'll pause the recording and then we'll let everyone take a breather and let's both take a quick breather. And then we, when we come back, everybody, you can read out a few poems to us, Natalie, if that's okay. Okay, lovely. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you again. Hang around, guys, as always. See you in the spot on me. Hi, guys. Still here with Natalie. So straight over to Natalie now. And she's got a selection of her poems. Poems for us. <laughs> One of those days today. Over to you, Natalie. Go for it. So, um, so I'll start reading a poem that I wrote during my master's course, um, and it's been published in uh, the Manchester Review. So, I see you. It has been a meatless season and a muted harvest. The dead fruit warps from the trees. We watch it like something forbidden. The bold mice I found in the cellar this morning linger like grease smears, even after sister drew the dead things out. 
the absence in this house is curdled in sour milk. I see you looming when the moon is most pale and fog lifts from the cornfield with shallow breath. You're dark like a shadow on a lung. You always call out when you are near. Follow sister around our bare house, running cold fingers along the kitchen counter, dragging the night behind with your thin wrists into the attic room, spreading your smell and searching for children to cull from their beds like weeds. I remember when she and you spent hours together in that beautiful, lonely room before everything you touched bled or grew strange. Tonight, thrushes are shuddering into a sky heavy with rain that will fall like bells upon husks of wheat, stirring the quiet hum of pollen. He himself must be weeping up there in heaven, condemning us once again. I see you looming dark. The room echoes into itself. Sister hollows like an old animal bone, laces fingers over deep scars and begins to clean the sink. She lights a black candle on her tongue, childhood closing around her face like a fist. So that was quite a long one. Yeah, no, no, it's quite the deck. Yeah, everyone's wondering that is quite a dark poem. It's fantastic. I was, I went, I went, soon you said the man's review, I went and thought, right, I can follow you reading this one. That's brilliant. Really enjoyed that. Oh, thank you. So I'll read a little bit of a shorter one now that's not quite as dark. Um, so I'll read this one Love is a lonely thing, one dark tree in a clearing of snow. The wind through it calls her name. We are root pale, dreaming behind shutters. Bloody maple leaves fall. On the ground, fruit, black and beyond the mute lake, a child's doll in cold sand. So that was not quite as dark. That's that beautiful. One. What's our second one called, Natalie? Sorry. So that one is red. Uh, that one. You can tell me what the names uh, of the poems are. I was grateful. I'll be grateful on that. Okay. Okay. No worries. Excellent stuff. Um, okay. So I'll read another one now that was in uh, the New Welsh Review. And this one is called In Remembrance. We fashion a memorial to our daughter. She's dead a year this fall. A heart shaped plaque, a card with her name. On this dark day, we try to grow her again. We make sacrifices. The lung is my brother's, still warm. This eye, it is myself. Grandad's heart is here, industrial red. I slice off his shaking hands for her too. We have a scapula, a bit of hip bone, a lip. I sop up the blood, rinse out my mouth. Her face is stitched from the cheeks of her sisters, but it is growing paler and paler. We bury each in slow light against shriveling roses, black 
but she is still missing some parts. Excellent. So that's Excellent. <laughs> really. Again, really vivid that one again, so I enjoyed that. Okay. Are you ready for number four then? Um, so I'll read the one that I got commended in the Verve Poetry Festival competition this year, which was commended by Andrew McMillan, the judge. Um, it's on the theme of mental health. So, um, so I'll read this one. It's not too long. The acute admissions ward. If silence were a building, it would be a mental hospital during the Christmas holidays when you are told you cannot leave. I'm told a house is waiting out there in silence with a nurse and an alarm. We are dissociates in flowered pajamas who lick our wish food. Our faces are mineral in color. This silence is blue rain stirring the dirt in our brains. The silence of long sleeps the silence of thick shells, the silence of white pills. Silence is the taste of tongue, teeth and lips mangled inside a death star where thoughts are cut soft and grey at the root. Tardis, dyskinesia, nooses and matches. Brilliant. Okay, what's that fourth one called, Natalie? Sorry. That fourth one is called the Acute Admissions Ward, and that was in the Verb competition. Yeah, that's what I'm to double check them. That's what I thought you said. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, and I know you've got at least another one or two, or two for us, haven't you? So. Yeah. So um, I'll read one that I've just recently had published in the Orbis quarterly international literary journal so um i'll read this one it's not too long 30 days let us pace your room for signs of life let the cake turn dry candles blown out let us slice it into squares with an ill-suited sharp knife let the bees scare white and die let the sun sink, the moon watching, unmoved. Let all you strangers stay away from this fucking house. Let all who enter hold their breath for fear of saying the wrong thing. Let your phone go on ringing and ringing, but then stop. Let me think of nothing again except you. Brilliant. Yeah, no, really good stuff. Okay, last piece, sir. One more? Yeah, um, so I'll read one that was published quite a few years ago in the Interpreter's House magazine, and this is called The Baby's Breath. On rainy days, I give myself permission to touch the glass and see your remains, tissues, shadows, all that is left of you. You're dancing with ghosts over dark hills. When I stand in your old room, I feel so sad that I masturbate your tiny hands trembling away from my throat. So that's another Brilliant. Yeah, great sweet one. <laughs> great stuff. Perfect way to finish yeah. anything off there, Natalie. So <laughs> hang around. I need a quick word off mic for the next session today. Thank you again. Okay, so. Oh, okay, fantastic. Super fun. Enjoyed it. Thank you. This is Andy N.
Thank you, Natalie, again, and see you all soon, guys. Take care. See you soon. Spock, thanks again for listening to another session of the Spoken Label. Our full archive can be found over on Bandcamp at Spoken Label. That's one word. Spoken Label. Full stop. Bandcamp.com. And there is over 150 sessions there. So I'm sure that if you've enjoyed this session, there'll be something else there you can enjoy as well. Take care. Have a spoken later.